Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of the L.A. Gordon podcast. I'm excited to start this journey with you all. I'm still very new to all the podcasting tricks, so bear with me as I navigate sound quality and fancy intros. Today I'm going to bring you content on the history of marriage, current wedding industry changes, and my marriage journey. So what came before marriage? There were hunter and gatherers who engaged in pair bonding and raising children. Most hunter-gatherers were monogamous. Some engaged in polygamy in their agricultural society. Well, then, when did marriage begin? The first recorded evidence of marriage ceremonies occurred in 2350 BC in Mesopotamia. The earliest laws included rules about marriage, such as punishment for adultery or illegal rights of children. Throughout history, and even in some cultures today, marriage was arranged in an act of alliance between two families. It was more of a strategic move to establish diplomatic and trade ties. It's also been noted, even today, that marriage was a way to get in-laws. And I had to think about that for a second. What does that mean? To me, that means they are another support system for you. They could help take care of your kids, help you if you need it financially, and even emotionally. In the Middle Ages, a marriage for the majority of property-owning people was a private contract or property exchange as some financial security in the event a husband died or left you. The church was mostly not involved with marriage until later in the 13th century when ceremonies and witnesses, vows and rules about marriage came about and a priest actually married, married you. It wasn't until the 18th to 19th century when marrying for love was accepted and love marriage was no longer mutual, love and marriage was no longer mutually exclusive. So you didn't have to choose between loving someone or marrying them because you were forced to or because you had properties tied um, to them. With love also came the concept that marriage is based on sexual attraction. Now we can actually be with someone that we're sexually attracted to and someone who will bring us fulfillment and joy um, and the idea of the whole opposites attract started so that the other person can now complete us, you know, or there, you know, you hear, oh, he's my soulmate or she's my soulmate or um, he's my other half. Before I fast forward to the 21st century, here are some fun wedding facts that I found. Queen Victoria started the white wedding dress trend in 1840. Before then, brides simply wore their best dress. Wouldn't that kind of be cool today? Um, I think with, I'll get into it later, but with COVID-19, you see now that brides are getting creative. They realize, you know, I don't have to wear the big fluffy white dress. I can wear a dress of a different color or, you know, just a fancy dress and get away with it. And Queen Elizabeth II had 12 wedding cakes. Can you imagine? Like, I'll be lucky if I can get myself one wedding cake these days. The cake she cut at her ceremony was nine feet tall and weighed 500 pounds. The average wedding cake today is about three tiers, although that's pre-COVID. What about present day? Today, marriage occurs much later in life ideally with your best friend, or foregoed completely in favor of just cohabitating. You know, you hear a lot of people these days just living together, 
deciding marriage isn't for them and uh, basically having that test trial where they try it out and then see, you know, are we a match or not? A couple months ago, I stumbled upon a couple Netflix shows, one an Indian matchmaking one, which was which is super entertaining with the matchmaker from Mumbai pairing couples based on each person's bio data. And the bio data, in other words, is basically a form or a, um, what is that word called? Not an interview, but a resume that has the, your potential mate's career, hobbies, religion, and your parents are in on this. They, you know, you have to get your parents' approval. There's the whole courting with your parents there. And um, it really only takes a couple visits to have them figure out whether or not that they're a match. And another one, um, another one of the shows that I've recently stumbled upon on Netflix is about individuals on the spectrum searching for love and marriage, which is super fascinating too because, you know, oftentimes they have to navigate social cues and communication barriers that come along with it. But one thing I really love about that show is um, the characters on there are just so real, so blunt, and they really just, you know, I feel they don't have any obligation to perform, so they just, they're really natural on screen, and if they don't get that chemistry right away, they basically just flat out tell the other person, like, oh yeah, you know, this isn't going to work. So it's kind of refreshing. But no matter what your background or circumstance, people still long for marriage. On the flip side though, not all people long for marriage. You know, a lot of people want to be perpetual daters or don't see the point in marriage or like to swipe on those uh, dating apps these days. Some believe that marriage certificates and wedding bands will be something archeologists will have to dig up in the future. People are becoming more educated College-educated women are most likely to never be married, and monogamy isn't believed by everyone. People also don't sometimes want to bother with marriage because they, they're a product of divorce, and they think, well, divorce is inevitable for me if 50% of the population get divorced. The decline in marriage rates may lead to its extinction. Now I'm going to get into my own story. I'm not going to try to bore you too much about it, but I think it's important given COVID-19 and how all of our, you know, most of the wedding industry and, and weddings are really put on hold. Um, my husband and I were two months away from our wedding day when COVID-19 began to spread in the U.S. I remember we were working on our invites just a few weeks before, and... It hadn't spread to the U.S. yet, but, you know, sure enough, it reached us. While we thought there may be a chance we could still have our 200-plus wedding, as the weeks continued, we knew that our May 2020 wedding just wasn't going to happen. While this was a harsh reality, we had been together for many years already and had our patients tested many times before. One thing that further tested my patients was when I found out that the county clerk's office was such shut down, which ultimately ultimately meant that I couldn't even get, that we couldn't even get a marriage license. This happened without warning. It was like, poof, all the doors were closed to no, no avail. How can I legally be married if I don't have the legal paperwork? 
you know, isn't the institution of marriage legal? Isn't that why we're doing it for the legal rights? Of course, for love as well. What started as a fairy tale vision of marriage with all of our family and friends as witnesses quickly turned into a fight for my legal right to marry my love. Suddenly I came to the understanding that marriage wasn't synonymous with a wedding. Was I more interested in having a wedding than getting married? I had to think about it. Is that what a modern marriage has come to mean? A huge fancy production with which costs over thirty to forty thousand dollars for one night to solidify my lifelong commitment to someone? Because it's socially accepted, because it's what we see in our movies, because what we know in modern society. There was a shift in my consciousness. What exactly is the difference between being married and having a wedding? Well, a wedding is a collective name for ceremonies and rituals that take place to give social, keyword, social approval to the relationship between two people. While a marriage is the lifelong commitment and institution that precedes the wedding. So you're getting basically socially reinforced and you're getting that social approval by having this quote-unquote wedding. When this realization kicked in and I knew there was no way a wedding in the traditional sense was going to be possible anytime soon, I wrote the governor. I wrote how marriages still occurred during World War II and couples lined up for wartime weddings and that the privilege of marriage should always be available. The local county clerk's offices can set up shop outside their buildings or allow two people in at one time. A few weeks later, I found out it was announced that a lot of the county clerk's offices opened back up for marriage certificates, of course, with guidelines. Only the couple getting marriage, the marriage certificate can go inside on their appointment date with masks and you are, and you are on your own for the ceremony part. Well, we quickly booked our appointment to get our marriage certificate and were determined that we were going to make it happen. I remember we arrived that day and there was actually a couple in front of us with, I think, the mother-in-law, but, you know, again, only the couple themselves can go inside. And, you know, most um, county clerks in, in the, the clerk's office, they'll actually perform the wedding ceremony, but given COVID, they just foregoed that. They basically stopped that. So you're, you know, you had to find your own way to find your own officiant and all that good stuff. Our postponed wedding date was a couple months away, and we decided that if the, our venue was still closed by then, and by our venue, it was really the whole county, the whole county, none of the, even in Los Angeles County, all of the counties, most of the venues, you know, they couldn't operate. We would go ahead and move forward with a private ceremony and make it official. So here's what I did next. Over the course of the month, I joined five wedding groups on social media and found comfort knowing that hundreds of thousands of other brides-to-be were in the same situation as me with questions about, well, what am I going to do now? You know, maybe in a month things will get better. And, you know, COVID messed up all my plans. Bridezilla took a new form. It was no longer putting your maid of honor through hell with all the demands. 
because well, there's really only a pending possible future wedding with everything on hold. But instead now, Bridezilla became brides online going after each other for their choice to still continue with the 2020 wedding because they wanted to be another couple who beat the virus or cancel it since weddings were now super spreaders of the virus. So it was basically 2020 versus 2021 brides. And then, you know, you just see a slew of posts about, you know, public health articles or CNBC articles about um, weddings being super spreaders versus, you know, weddings in Texas that were somewhat opening up. And so it was just a battle online. Um, But we knew uh, from the start that our family and friends meant way more to us than the risk of having a wedding. So we decided to go for a mini-money. Now, you may be asking, what is a mini-money? The wedding industry coined some new terminology that I think is super fun that I'm going to share with you. First, there's what's called a micro-wedding. That's a small wedding with a guest list of 50 people. So basically, it's like your MySpace top five, but it's your top 50 family and friends. It's all the things you would do for your traditional wedding with the cake cutting and the first dance and the DJ, just with less guests. We didn't choose this route because it would have been way too difficult to pick 50 people from both of our sides. We both have pretty big families. And we're still clinging, we were still clinging on to hope that we can celebrate somehow with a bigger number of people in the future. This option is really great for the couple who already had a smaller guest count or just really wanted to get it done and move on without having to do a sequel, which I'll get into next. Next is a mini-money. A mini-money is what it sounds like. It's a mini-ceremony. Couples opt to have a small ceremony with loved ones in a group of 10 to 20 people while adhering to social distancing measures. A mini-money still has an officiate in person or virtual, a small group, and selective vendors. The hope with the mini-money is to have an eventual sequel wedding in the future. We chose this option because we began thinking about our loved ones and how the future is uncertain. So we wanted to go the mini money route now and we were ready to take the leap and start our marriage, you know, in hopes of maybe having a sequel celebration in the future. These new ways of marriage during this time make it safe, logistically possible and socially acceptable to continue forward. So you might be wondering what this mini-money looked like. Uh, So I'll share some details with you all. We went ahead with an intimate mini-money with our immediate families of about 20 people, and it was seriously the best day ever. We took a mid-sized boat to Anacapa Island, and boy, was that a trip. My sister threw up on the boat. My mom nearly strangled me with her eyes. And the waters were very, very choppy. Once we arrived, we had to go up 157 flight of stairs to get to the top of the island. We had to carry coolers, stools, and decorations while climbing the stairs. It was truly an adventure wedding. We got to the top, uh, stored some of our belongings, 
And then we proceeded for another half a mile to our ceremony spot called Inspiration Point. Yes, we so wish we could have had our friends there and more loved ones there. It really broke our hearts that we couldn't have them all there with us. But when we reached our ceremony site, everything totally made sense. We didn't arrive, that feeling of arrival that you read in the books. The feeling was so omnipresent. This was our destination, and I wouldn't have it any other way. The skies were blue, the sea was calm, a magical lighthouse was just within reach, and we were surrounded by 360-degree views of the Channel Islands. The boat ride back was luckily much more smooth. There was sparkle in the water, seagulls above, and dolphins swimming nearby. My brother fired up the music after I begged him to go grab this huge speaker that he had bought from Best Buy the day before. And and we danced our way back to the harbor, of course, with a little bit of champagne. While our destination was at an offshore location that was definitely a unique option, most people are doing something very small in their backyard. Some are actually opting, opting for national park elopements or waiting a year to, or two to proceed with plants. One thing that is true from all of this is that all the rules are really thrown out the window, which is quite refreshing. Marriage, wedding, so many rules, so many things you have to follow, so much pressure. This really does take the edge off. You could ultimately get married on your balcony if you wanted to. I know in New York City, some people are getting married on the street. Some couples even got married during the uh, Black Lives Matter protests. You can get married in your living room on Zoom. If you want it, there's definitely a way, so don't give up. Well, what about all the pre-wedding festivities? Hello, that's like the most fun leading up to it. Couples are opting to have their bachelor and bachelorettes after their marriage. You know, you might think that's silly, but you can call it a girls or guys weekend instead, or having a bridal shower, which may actually turn into a baby shower after your wedding. Why should you be robbed of all the pre-wedding festivities? If your family or friends don't get it, have them try being a Corona bride. There's no right or wrong way to go about your plans. It's just about finding what sits well with you. Well, to sum everything up, while I don't know if the future of the institution of marriage will be irrelevant one day, whether or whether it will be the norm to design your own type of relationship, however that may look like. I do know that I'm grateful to have gone through this marriage journey to reach the conclusion that marriage is adaptable and ever-changing. Because we're human after all, right? We're constantly evolving, we're constantly changing, we're constantly adapting. Yes, marriage is legally important, but like one stranger said to me in our missed May wedding date, Marriage is in your heart. Thanks for listening, and I hope to talk to you all again soon. Good night.